Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Journal. Uh, it's you, me, your standard host, Jonas, and your other host, Alvin. Hi, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. As we're recording this, it's Valentine's Day. Uh, I forgot to mention that. <laughs> um, as usual, we we have a lot. We Well, lots and lots of news, but it's an average news day. But I don't see a reason why we should keep delaying it further and let's just get right into today's today's episode all right so the, yes so fir- first off we're starting off as usual with our favorite segment one of our best segments release radar where we take a look at some of the new new releases from this past couple of weeks and first off is uh are, are a couple of songs uh, that i brought up last time that they'd be releasing and they have been released now, and it is the B-side of uh, the Aces 2020 album Under My Influence. And on this B-side were two tracks, Sleepy Eyes and Aren't You. So I think we'll start off talking about Sleepy Eyes, which... It's my personal favorite out of these two, um, mm. I, I really enjoy it. You can hear like I, I I've noticed the the guitar is very recognizable. Like it's kind of their own sound, the Aces sound, the guitar, and it is present in Sleepy Eyes. And I think it has a very catchy chorus. Yeah, and I like this. Your Sleepy Eyes. So yeah, I'm. I was not let down by either of these two songs and I think as I've seen in a lot of comment threads that these songs could have just as well been on the actual album itself yeah I would I would tend to agree with that I would like to say that I mean this the sound it kind of reminds me of um, an artist named Nikki and her EP wanna take this downtown it reminds I mean sleepy eyes kind of in like in the intro part, at least, kind of reminds me a little bit about Move. It just pointing that out, I mean, not saying that's bad or anything, but I mean, it's a welcome surprise, I, just, I would say. Yeah, and I would personally rate Sleepy Eyes at, at a 3.5. I think it, is, it slaps. I think it is a good song, and I've been keeping it kind of on repeat since its release. Joe, mm, what yeah. would you say? Yeah, I would give it a, I would give it like a three point five. Uh, me too, honestly. It, it's very good. Yeah. Very good. All right, uh, and uh, the next, uh, the other song on the B side record was "Aren't You." And I think it, it's also a, a quite a decent song. It gets a bit repetitive. Though, mm. but I think it is, it's catchy, and I, I would personally rate, rate it at a 3. I think it's just a little bit lower in quality than Sleep Eyes, but both of the tracks are really good. I think uh, the B-side was a great release. Yeah. Alright, well, um, I can go ahead and take the next segment then. So, the next thing we're going to talk about is, well... 
kind of the elephant in the room, <laughs> uh, not, it, it, I guess you can say in a non-biased way, and that is the weekend's Super Bowl performance. So, um, I mean, the weekend is a very, he's a very like I, I introverted guy, I guess you could say. I mean, he's very, he's very like closed in with what he does and, and such. And I mean, like the, this, this was no surprise. I mean, um, we barely got to know anything about what he had in stock for the Super Bowl performance, other than that there wouldn't be any guest performers. I mean, um, I would have definitely liked to see like maybe Kendrick Lamar or maybe Dua Lipa. I mean, even though Dua Lipa and The Weeknd haven't had a song together, they did pretty much rule the 2020s together. But nonetheless, I mean, the um, Super Bowl performance was really good. Now, I would have to say, though, that, I mean, it's definitely not the best Super Bowl performance I've seen, but it's like the most overwhelming one I Def, it it like exceeded my expectations honestly yeah i mean the uh, the scenery the visuals the aesthetics mm. are amazing and i really love uh, the the end part when uh, uh, like everyone's dressed up as the weekend with uh, the bandages on his head and the uh, and the iconic red suit and yeah everyone was just marching there on the field yeah. And I, I also think it's quite nice that uh, I, I, I heard that uh, The Weeknd contributed with like, I believe like around $7 million mm-hmm. uh, by himself uh, to make, to put some extra flair on the, this performance. Yeah. And I also really love all, all of the re- uh, the memes this uh, performance has. Yeah, definitely. Created. A lot of people are like, kind of like, they... They, they find that this performance was underwhelming. And I mean, like, I would say, I mean, that's Cap. <laughs> this was like, I mean, this definitely had me entertained. Yeah. But I mean, like, um, lots of people are comparing it to, like, Shakira's and J-Lo's performance and Katy Perry's performance. But I would say that, you know, this is, they're, they're in that list. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that this is worse than that. I'm, I'm saying like. But I think that we should also put take into consideration that this was performed during a pandemic, and I feel like mm-hmm. the atmosphere would have been much more grander if it had like a fully packed stadium as the previous mm. performances have had. Yeah, the transitions were like really, really good. Oh, too. very smooth. Yes, like the like the transition from the hills to can't feel my face. Oh, I just can't stand it. It's just so good. And the fact, and then when it goes from house house of balloons over to blinding lights, I mean the I mean the vibe is just like it's it's amazing. I wish I was there. And, the and it kind of makes me excited for the after hours tour. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's also another thing that I mean this is kind of off topic I guess, but it's also technically news. But the weekend, he delayed his After Hours tour until 2022. So my plans to go see him this year, well, they are now officially ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Well, better luck next year. I guess so. All right. So moving on to another release this past from this past week. Dua Lipa has also dropped a B-side of her version of her. Uh, 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 last year's album Future Nostalgia and she's titled it 
Future Nostalgia Moonlight Edition. And it features some unreleased songs that have pretty much been leaked already. But there was yeah. one uh, new single she dropped right before called, titled We're Good. And I think it was a real, quite, quite a good song. I wouldn't probably say it w- would have been one of the best off of the album. But I think it is mid-tier, quite high, actually. But yeah, it is a nice song. And I really like mm. the music video, how it turns out that she's on the Titanic all along. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean when I first heard the song, I was like, hold on. I recognize this song from somewhere. And then I just realized that I listened to this song when it had leaked on uh, some freaking forum or something. And I kind of was like, hmm, wait, is this like an unreleased single from Future Nostalgia? And well, sure enough, we got it later enough later. But I mean, my take on the song is it's it's very good, honestly, but I'm kind of. I get kind of let down in the pre-course though. I feel kind of let down because the whole point of a pre-course is to kind of hype you up, but I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. It's like the tempo isn't, it isn't there, you know? Yeah. It felt a bit off from compared to the, uh, the theme of the, uh, the remainder of the album. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I kind of get why this song was scrapped from being on the original album. If I, if I do say that, but not to say that this is a bad song, but I mean, this this wouldn't have been like a frequent listen for me. No. This would have probably been a skip if this was on Future Nostalgia for me. But yeah, I would personally rate it at a free. I think it is a bop, mm. but it's, yeah. it's not one of her best uh, works. Exactly. I would give this a three too. I mean, it's a good song, but it definitely does not have longevity. No, uh, and, the longevity I would expect and, from a Dua Lipa song. No, yeah. definitely not. And uh, bes- apart from uh, We're Good, we got an, a couple of other tracks uh, on the new mm-hmm. B-side version, including Fever uh, featuring Angel, yeah. The Prisoner collab with Miley Cyrus, a couple mm-hmm. of unreleased songs, If It Ain't Me and the, That Kind of Woman, but both of these tracks really didn't stand out to me, so I, I, mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to remember what they sound like. And yeah. they, she also, uh, oh yeah, they also dropped a collab, Not My Problem, featuring J.I.D., which I mm. believe was performed during the studio 2054, I believe, by FKA mm. Twigs, I think it was. Mm. And yeah. she also dropped the Da Baby version of Levitating and Undia with J. Balvin, yeah. Bad Bunny, and Tiny. Yeah. I mean, like, to me, this just seems like, um, kind of like her label telling her to promote her album. So what they did is that they basically just, uh, they just like compiled all the 2020 songs of Dua Lipa and then just put them in like, in kind of, it's, it's basically an extras album. Yeah. I mean, that's, yes, it is an extras album. Yeah. There's not like any coherence between, uh, among all exactly. these, these like tracks. It's basically just a collection mm. of Dua Lipa's discography of 2020. Yeah. I think it's just like uh, her label's way of keeping future nostalgia afloat during 2021. And I'm guessing that, you know, they're hoping 
to release like a couple of these as singles. Like I could probably see we're good as being like the main single for the next couple of months, maybe. Right. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. All right. So Jones, you want to co- take the next one? Oh yeah, sure. So uh, in other news, um, Taylor Swift came out with a little surprise um, during a Good Morning America, right? Yeah. In the uh, what can it have been like on Friday, right? I believe. Yeah, Friday, Thursday, I believe, last week. Yeah, something like that. She came out uh, kind of surprisingly, and uh, she announced that um, she was uh, she had finished the re-recording of uh, of Fearless, and that she's dropping the first single, which was Love Story. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't really have that much to say. I mean, it's... I, th- I think it's really nice that she uh, has uh, retained the essence of her was like 2008 self. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, even though it's like 2020 or 2021 Taylor singing, it sounds like 2008 Taylor, you know? Yeah, it takes you back. It definitely takes you back. And like you and I mentioned privately, uh, Alvin, you and me were both hoping that You Belong With Me is going to be the next single. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was probably one of her biggest songs during that era in her, in her career. You Belong With mm. Me was quite huge. So yeah. I, I think we could see a, a single uh, quite soon. Yeah, definitely. But we're, we won't, we're not done talking about Fearless, but we'll put that on hold for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on, switching segments because I don't think. Or do you want to rate Love Story? I mean, it, it has been released. It has been out yeah, for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I mean, oh crap! <laughs> that was my chair for anybody wondering what the heck that was. Well, I mean, if I would have given it the same rating as I. As I could, if like if I if it was the first time I heard it back in two thousand like nine or ten, so I would say I mean I would still give it like a three point five or a four. I mean definitely it's it's like an overly overly good song. You know it's it's a Taylor Swift song. I mean she nails pretty much every song that she has produced. I would say yeah well, I I I'd agree on a three point five. I think it's one of her I. It's quite an iconic Taylor Swift song. Mm, yeah. Right, so moving on to our next segment, which is, as always, Awesome Artists. And this yes. week, uh, I would like to go for first with an artist I've recently discovered, and that that is Greta Isaac. So not much is known about her because she is so, such a small artist and ha- doesn't have a huge fan base just yet. Hope. Hopefully she'll grow. But what I did find was that she's a British singer and seems to have been active since 2016. And her biggest song, You, has uh, um, gained over 2 million uh, plays on Spotify. So uh, some of my favorite songs of hers, which I totally recommend, are Pessimist. Oh my god, I'm so sick of this. 
this I tried, you're such a pessimist Say everything that you do ain't good enough But yes it is Yes it is Yes it is I swear I'm close to giving up You're such a pessimist And you And Pessimist was the first song I heard of hers, and I thought it was such a nice, upbeat, and cheerful song. And yeah, it really made me happy. And You is quite the contrast to Pessimist. It's quite more dark and really powerful vocals, like almost crying-ish, and like distorted vocals. I think that it shows that Greta Isaac has quite the range. She can both perform like happy and... Uh, uh, just uh, uh, yeah, yeah, cheerful tracks while also getting on the big more um, uh, emotional scale, and uh, yeah, I think she's a great uh, she's a great artist, and I hope she'll get more recognition in the future. Yep, I've listened to a couple of her songs. I mean, I listened to a couple of your recommendations uh, in the past. I believe I have listened to you before, and it's a very good song. Okay, uh, Jones, so who did you choose to bring up today? All right, so my singer, or the singer that I have decided to talk about, is Arlo Parks, which is a British singer. Uh, she was born in the year 2000 uh, on the 9th of August, so she is, let's see, she is 20 years old today. Um and um, I mean, she's gotten a lot of traction lately, at least outside of the UK, which is where she is from originally. Um, she started making her music back in 2018, and her name uh, is said to be inspired by Frank Ocean and King Cruel. Um, she started gaining traction after she started posting demos to BBC's music introduction uh, segment. Um, and a bunch of radio hosts on BBC uh, caught attention of this and they really liked her sound and, you know, her music. And so they started to, you know, help her out. They gave her like a manager and stuff, I believe. And they helped her find a label to sign to. And after that, it just like came rushing towards her. So she made, uh, she made her debut with a song called Cola. Um, and then after that, a couple of like months before that, after that, I mean, sorry, she released an EP called Super Sad Generation, a really good EP, uh, I would say, from like uh, the like soul R&B alternative spectrum. She has performed in like lots of big UK festivals, such as the Glastonbury Festival and the Latitude Festival. And she was supposed to have a headlining tour for the first time. Um, but she unfortunately had to cancel that due to COVID-19, so that sucks. Um, but she did later announce that um, she's done working with her album, and that was supposed to come out in 2021, which it did, and that album was called Collapsed in Sunbeams, and, um, well, I mean, her career is, like, really just, it's going up and up and up, and she's gaining lots of attention from other famous people, like she has been praised by Billie Eilish, for example. Uh, I mean, um, 
her discography is definitely worth getting into. Um, a couple of my songs that are my favorite is Cola. I loved you to death, and now I don't really care, you're running around Like I mentioned, Black Dog, Eugene, Caroline, Hurt, um, a couple of her songs from her um, album and her EP. Um, and some of the features that I think you should check out too is Sunrise and Stranger in the Night by Future Utopia. Um, those two are like really good, really good songs that she features on. And, you know, you should definitely go ahead and take a listen to her. All right. Thank you, Jones. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Make sure to uh, check out both Arlo Parks and Greta uh, Isaac. Because they're both great and you won't be disappointed. Alright, so moving on to the next segment. A favorite in uh, has returned. It's time for our quiz segment, which I've chosen to call Let's Get Quizzical. This week, <laughs> in honor of uh, Billie Eilish's upcoming uh, documentary. Is it called The Words A Little Blurry? Yes, the world's a little blurry. That's what it's called. Coming on February 26th, I believe. We're gonna test uh, Jones's knowledge on Billie Eilish songs. Um, yes. So I'll be playing roughly between one and five seconds of a song because I think jo- Jones has the expertise to get it to to, to nail this. So mm-hmm. well, and if you get, let's say. Uh, if you get nine out of twelve, we'll crown you. What should we crown, what should the t- your title be? Uh, the, the bad guy. Oh no, okay. that's kind of cringe. <laughs> kind of cringe. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Jones, yes. you you'll be the bad guy if you get uh, nine out of t- at least not, score <laughs> at least nine uh, points. Okay, that sounds that sounds good. All right. So, starting off. Right now. Oh, this one's easy. That was easy. That's that's a bad guy. That's yeah. the second song on the album. Correct. Well, you didn't have to exactly pinpoint the location on an album, but great. Yes. All right. Song number two. Wait, hold on. Oh, bellyache. Correct. Next up. Mm, six feet under. Correct. Song number four. Yes. Uh, no time to die. Correct. I'm like a human Shazam. Ilo <laughs> <laughs> uh, Milo. Correct. Already five five points strong. Yes. Can you get the clean sweep? <laughs> Uh, lovely featuring Khalid. Correct. Everything I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just nailing them one by one. All right, two two points to go to, to for you to be crowned the bad guy. Yes. Ocean Eyes. That that's that's an easy one. Uh huh. Um, bitches, broken hearts. Correct. Right, Jones, you are now officially the bad guy. 
we'll oh. see we'll see if you can nail the last couple of songs yes um crap <laughs> i forgot what it was called now uh okay so you did not get that one right it is called it is come out and play oh that's what it was called i was like i i like i knew the lyrics i was like wake up and smell the coffee and then like i was like oh shit no shit i can't remember it and i was like oh crap well uh, next, next up This one's hard. Yeah, I mean, like, I know I know what this song is, but I've just forgotten the titles of it because it was such a long time ago since I listened to it. Okay, uh, so... so I'm, any final guess? So, bored, bored, bored. Correct. Bored. I, yeah. I, I had completely... It took for me a second. <laughs> it took me one second. I had completely forgotten about that song. Yeah, me too. You could probably tell even. It was a feature. It was a s- part of the 13 Reasons Why soundtrack. Yeah. What's so funny is though that, uh, at least in the Swedish version of 13 Reasons Why, that song isn't really. It's not very like. Um, it doesn't exist very well. I believe the only time it is played is as like a background music in the cafe. Huh. Which is kind of odd. I, I would. I would have assumed that it had more presence, especially yeah. considering that it's a Billie Eilish song in, in like but, a Netflix series. But you know, but yeah. I, I don't think she was that big at the time. This was like in twenty eighteen oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like twenty seventeen or something. Oh yeah, but still. All right, so last last one, last song. Yes. When I was older. Correct. Yes. All right, Jones. So your final. I've tallied up the scores, and you scored eleven out of twelve. Congratulations, Jones. You are the bad guy. Duh. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't get come out and play though. Oh, that that uh, <laughs> that, that hurts me bad. All right, Jones. So that was it, folks, for uh, let's this week's let's get quizzical segment. Let's yes. get on with the rest of the show. Yep. All right, so the next up, uh, the next segment we're going to talk about is this just in our standard news segment. So first of all, um, we're going to talk about uh, Coldplay. Um, They are reportedly working on a new album, and it is rumored to be titled Music of the Spears. And I believe this comes a little bit after um, uh, Coldplay's Chris Martin had like a meeting last year i believe with uh the swedish music producer max martin in stockholm so i believe i mean this album could be very exciting i mean so far we haven't heard like that much from it except rumors and speculations but so far i would say i mean it's definitely in the works and i'm definitely looking forward to see if this is if this is like probably coming out this year next year you know something i mean i i'm hoping for them to come out with an album like before summer so we have like some cold play summer songs you know but you know it's gonna be good when max martin's on the record yeah exactly i mean max martin he's like an amazing pop producer he's I mean, like he's a, he's like an icon yeah i mean like i don't know how he does it but he he just like has a magic wand for music you know like everything 
he has like the Midas touch of music. Everything he touches, it it becomes excellent, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, he's behind some of the biggest hits of the last past 30 years or so. Yeah. Alright, so moving on. It seems like um, creating documentaries has become kind of a trend because Charlie XX yeah. has announced that she's also making a documentary called uh, Alone Together, which drops on March 18th, and it will be about the production on her last album, How I'm Feeling Now, and it will be probably an in-depth look at how she handled the pandemic and how it affected the production of the album itself. So I yeah. think it'll be interesting. I'm not, I, I'm not entirely sure where it's dropping, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm guessing that I mean. Uh, my guess is that it's probably up for grabs for production companies to pick up the rights for the documentary, and then it's up to them where they want to release it. Like, I don't know. I could probably see Apple picking it up and buying the rights for that uh, documentary. Since they because, picked up I mean, Bailey's documentary as well. Exactly, exactly. Um, and also considering how Apple has like a big history with music and they really want to gain traction with Apple TV plus. So, I mean, I would say it's probably either going to be Netflix or Apple TV plus if they haven't announced anything yet, but one of those two, I'm yeah. assuming either way. I'm, I, I, I'm quite invested because I really enjoyed her, her last album. So mm, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm probably looking forward to watching it, honestly. Yeah, and last but not least, this is what we've been talking about. We're coming all the way around now. Back to Taylor Swift's re- uh, re- release of Fear- Fearless. Yes. And I have done some detective work. And mm-hmm. uh, so she, uh, a couple of days ago, as we said before, when she appeared on GMA, she also uh, put out an announcement on Twitter talking about the album and the impact it had on her career as a whole. And Mm. I noticed that some letters were randomly capitalized, and I put them all together, and I got April 9th. So I'm pretty sure that will be when the complete version of the re-recorded Fearless album will come out. Because she said Mm. it'll be out quite soon, and April isn't that far away. So I think... Yeah. April 9th is quite a good guess and it's basically she basically said it herself yeah I mean me and another Swifty uh, in my class uh, we both speculated that it would be around April 2 but um, I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry to burst your bubble Alvin but um, Apple Music says that it's coming out on the 11th of April so you're off by two days <laughs> What really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can send you the screenshot. So Taylor Swift herself is lying. Um, I mean, apparently, apparently, huh? I mean, uh, that might be like regional, though. I mean, it might be because of time zones. Yeah. And, but that's what it says, at least. Uh, I. I there you go. I'll send you the screenshot here on Discord. Can't wait to see how this plays out. Yeah. So Apple Music says that it's coming out on the 11th of April, 2021. I believe 
um, the leaks stated that it would be April the 6th, but it got delayed a little bit, like by a week or something, uh, which kind of makes sense. And uh, yeah, a- April, like a- April 9th, it, I checked my calendar and April 9th is a Friday and I'm, I've noticed that a lot of uh, re- releases are on Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of... That's very true, though. Hmm. That's so very interesting. My theory has not been debunked. So, I've... Hmm. If, if, we'll, see, we'll see how this plays out. Um, I kind of want to trust Apple on this because, uh, you know, she has... Her record has published it as that date. And even though Taylor says that it's going to drop on the 9th, I... Mm, I, I don't know. I want to believe in both, but um, we'll just see how it plays out. But I, it's I, all it's all just a theory, a music theory. Yes. And thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening because that's all for today. What a great note yes. to end this on. So mm-hmm. we'll 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 keep pay attention to uh, the fear any news that about the fear the release of the re-recorded version of Fearless. But yep. Apart from that, thank you all for being with us again. And we'll see you all in two weeks. Bye-bye. Stay safe, everyone.